0: of Ramsey Solutions and broadcasting from the pods moving in storage studio. It is The Ramsey Show where America hangs out to have a conversation about your life, your money. This is where we build actual amazing relationships as well. I love it. I'm your host, Jade Warshaw, joined by George Camel, about to be... A dad. Yes!
1: Oh my gosh, Jade, thanks for the reminder. I know, it's
0: existential coming. Existential
1: crisis. Yeah, this is baby month. So, this uh... is baby month. Pray for us.
0: You're doing good. You're
1: you're you're here. You're you're focused. Well the dads are kind of like useless up until, you know, other than just supporting mom the whole time. And then baby's here, and then it's I'm I'm ready. That's right. Ready to change some diapies.
0: Whew. So get at him while you still can. The number is triple eight eight two five five two two five. While I'm
1: still sleeping somewhat well.
0: Yes. Tap into this delicate genius genius sitting right next to me. He's so
1: delicate. So
0: ever so delicate. Like I said, the number is 888-825-5225-5225. And we will get into it. We got Mark in Denver, Colorado. What's going on, Mark?
2: Hi, good afternoon. Honored to speak with you.
0: You too. What's going
2: on? I'm actually, uh, I'm actually not in Denver, Colorado. I'm actually close to Gary, Indiana. I'm an over the road truck driver. For oh, Paul cool. Okay. Can't pin Mark down. Uh, uh, I, uh, I got a question. What is your opinion or your thoughts on the current trend of the micro houses? Uh, I'm, I'm looking at, I'm working the steps. Uh, I'm in step two, paying Mm -hmm. off debt. Uh, I went through a divorce last year. I basically haven't had a place of my own now in almost two years. Mm. Uh, when I am ready to buy a place, it's just going to be me by myself. I'm single, no kids, no nothing. Mm -hmm. so I'm wondering if these, if a micro home, depending on the property it's on or whatnot, do you think it's going to be an appreciating asset in the long run? The other thing is is when I'm thinking about buying a home is since I'm gone for four to six weeks at a time, I really don't think a a regular home would be good for me, even a small one, because I'm not going to be able to mow the grass. I'm not going to be able to shovel the snow. I'm not going to be able to take care of it. The only other option I thought that might be good for me would be uh, buying a condo or a townhome.
0: There you go. And that's kind of where I'm at. I, I love how you're thinking about this. I love how you're trying to choose the right option for you and your life, your work. That makes sense. Um, it seems like George might go a little further into the tiny house. Thing. I have a lot of thoughts. My, my, I'll tell you my initial thought is this is kind of this is relatively new in the culture. I would say it's not something that's been around for decades and decades and decades and decades. Um and so I would prefer to invest in a market that's a little bit more, uh, we know that it's a little bit more stable, a lot more stable, really. So yeah, you're, you're probably not gonna be the guy that's got this four bedroom house on bunches of acres of land. But I do think that there's a situation um, that is right for you, whether it's a condo, a townhouse, where you are invested in something that we know is going to go up in value over time. And again, yes, when you have a home, it does serve that purpose. Uh, that that purpose of hey, this is a place I go to lay my head. I you know you have the lawn mowing in that side, but there's also this thing where it is a wealth building tool, and it's such a huge part of building your wealth over time. And so, and of course, it's keeping your your the, your biggest monthly line item stable, right? We don't want you renting forever because rent just goes up and it's always fluctuating and changing. So that's kind of the argument no. I have.
2: My concern about renting is I don't know if it would be worth it for me to rent a place for the time being. Because, like I said, we started the divorce proceedings in March, two years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, my wife had COVID real bad. She was in the hospital. I had a month off. And then after that, things just kind of fell apart. Uh-huh. Um, but so it's been since Christmas, two years ago, before I've actually had my own place.
0: Where have you been staying? Uh, just I currently...
2: I've been staying and using a friend's address in Colorado. Okay. Uh, typically, when I go home, you know, like I said, I usually work four to six weeks, a month and a half at a time. Mm-hmm. I'll go home for like a week. I'll take a week off, and I'll spend one or two nights uh, with my brother and his family. Okay. And the rest of the time, I'll usually find an inexpensive hotel to spend three, four, or four or five nights in, and then I go back to work.
0: Yeah. So you're just you, Yeah.
2: Okay. And, and I don't know. if The rent, the renters' market, housing market in Colorado is just unreal right now. Yeah. And I, you know, a studio, small, one bedroom apartment is 1500 bucks a month. Yeah. And when I go home, I'm only spending six, seven, $800 every six weeks on a hotel. Room.
0: I think for you, so it's
2: like cost benefit analysis. It doesn't fit me. But the other thing is, is, you know, working for a month, month and a half at a time in a semi truck, you're in your truck. I basically yeah. live in this thing. And a lot of truckers do. We basically yeah. live in our trucks.
0: I mean, you've got and the options you've got in front of you are you're in baby step two. So even if you wanted to buy a home right now, I would say, let's get out of debt first. So that's that right. kind of shelves uh-huh. and tables that. And if if you decide I
2: I'll be out of debt by February or March of next year.
0: Excellent. That's great. And then you can kind of start saving up and see what happens next. But in the meantime, you know, what you're talking about, my husband and I used to work in entertainment for cruise lines and we would travel like 52 or like 35 weeks out of the year. So there was this thing of like, we're never home. And so we got the cheapest townhome that we could find, which happened to be one that his mom was renting out. And then we got roommates to cut that in half. So it was like, okay, now this is more like it. We're paying like 600 bucks a month. We're only there sometimes. So I think you can get creative and find the right situation where it's like, okay, I'm not overpaying, but I'm also not getting into something that's too expensive for- my purposes.
1: Yeah. I don't think a tiny house micro house is the right move for a whole lot of reasons. Number one, you need the land that it sits on, which is expensive. You need all kinds of permits. You need to build the thing and it's way more expensive than you think. And it depreciates in value because there's just not demand for it. Even if it's not, if it's on a foundation, it still won't increase much in value because there's just simply not much demand. So I don't want you sinking all this money into this thing. And then all of a sudden you're like, I don't even want to live here anyways. So for a lot of reasons, don't do it. I actually did a whole video on this exact topic on tiny homes on my YouTube channel called the only way to afford a home question mark, where I dive into this for about okay. nine minutes in detail. So go watch that for my full answer. The solution I think for you is my, my friend in Chattanooga rents out a room in his house to a guy who does like, he's kind of travel nursing. So he's there like one week out of the month mm-hmm. and he rents to him cheaply in the other room. Yeah. And it's a great situation. So I would either find a situation like that or just keep doing the hotel thing. I mean, your life as a vagrant is just wild right now. So it doesn't make sense to plant roots until you have the money to where you can afford to take the hit of just paying that small mortgage pay- payment every month on a condo mm-hmm. just so you have somewhere to lay your head that you can call your own.
0: Yeah, so, and, and again- and that's
1: that- kind of what it, that's kind
0: of the thing that what I was thinking is I'm just
2: going to have to bite the bullet and work through like a year from now to be able to finish paying off my debt hopefully by the end of the year and then one last thing I should be all done by February and March mm-hmm. and then you know I have no expenses yeah uh, other, other than that's a blessing so let's build a small emergency fund you know, here on, the, on the road that, that's why I'm, I'm ag- aggressively I'm Attacking my debt
0: right now. That's right. And you're doing the right thing. You're aggressively attacking the debt Like you said, it's going to be gone by next year March April You're going to build up that savings and then you can start looking at building up savings for a condo And again, it's not just to have a place to lay your head It's because you're stabilizing that biggest line item on your budget, which is housing and eventually you'll be able to use that to build some wealth This is the ramsey show This is The Ramsey Show. Uh, I'm Jade Warshaw. This is George Camel. Hey, if you're a new listener and you want to dive deeper into the Ramsey baby steps, what am I talking about? You hear us all the time. Callers call in and we're giving them advice based off of just a format, a set of principles, a plan that we have here based on seven baby steps. And that's what we're talking about. And if you're like, Jade, y'all are saying things I don't know what it is, head over to RamseySolutions.com and click on that Get Started button. There, we'll help you figure out your best next step for your particular financial journey uh, based on exactly where you're at today. And you'll get all that lingo explained. Hopefully, you'll be inspired by it and you'll have to, you'll like start doing it. That's what we hope for you. But that's RamseySolutions.com and click the Get Started button. That's the thing, George. We talk about a lot of things that's, you know, we use terminology and some lingo that's like, what are you saying, gazelle intense? What, what is what Inside baseball. Yeah. But,
1: but once you hear it, like, oh, that makes sense. It's yeah. all common sense. We yes. don't try to use $10 words for fun. We put the cookies, not even on the bottom shelf, on the floor.
0: I know that's right. Because
1: money is already complicated and stressful. Yes. We don't need to be talking... You know, like I'm a guy with, with suits on. Yeah. With all my accounting jargon.
0: Yeah, back in the day that that's was nothing that that was the thing that led me in, is I was like, okay, this is this is for the commoner. Yeah, that's why Dave is so <laughs> successful. Is
1: he brought personal finance to the masses and went, You don't have to be a financial expert and have a degree.
0: Yeah. I don't I'm gonna want- help you figure this out. I don't want anybody to make me feel silly about my questions. All right. So the Ramsey show Question of the Day is brought to you by Neighborly, your Hub for Home Services. Neighborly is the place to find reliable help. For your home from trusted, locally owned businesses like Mr. Appliance, Mr. Handyman, and Precision Garage Door Service, I need that. Visit Neighborly.com today to find home experts available to serve you.
1: Today's question comes from Holly in Utah. She says, I'm 23 and I'm a recent college grad. I'm currently working making $50,000 a year and I graduated without debt and currently have $20,000 in savings. My monthly rent is 700 bucks a month and my car is paid for. My question is, how should I be investing my money at this stage of my life? Way to go, Holly. I'm that's impressed. excellent. I was waiting for there to be like a giant conundrum here.
0: I know. Waiting this for the a ball to This a great problem
1: to have. Mm-hmm. But she's got no debt. She's got the emergency fund. Making 50K at 23. We are ready to invest. That's Let's for sure. Let's go. So,
0: so how does she do that?
1: Well, the simplest way, here's the, my five word investing strategy is you just go, okay, if I can remember this. I got it Mm -hmm. match beats Roth beats traditional. And so you just use that filter to go, okay, do I have a retirement plan through my employer? Mm -hmm. That's a great place to go. Generally, a lot of employers have a match.
0: That's great. So it might
1: be, hey, we have a 3% match, which means if you put in 3%, they're going to put in 3%. That is a 100% return on your investment. So we take that first. Mm -hmm. Then beyond the match, we're going to look at all of our Roth options. So generally, a lot of people uh, may have a Roth 401k. Mm -hmm. That's a great place. You can just fill out the whole 15% there. That's great. And that's baby step four, which is where Holly's at. Invest 15% of your income into retirement. Now, a lot of people say, hey, I don't have a Roth 401k. Well, you probably have access to a Roth IRA, Mm -hmm. which is outside of an employer. Mm -hmm. A lot of people get those confused. The 401k, IRA, what's the difference? Mm -hmm. Just remember, 401k is through your employer. IRA is outside of your employer. That's very good. And so that's a great place to go next. I love that. Once you've maxed out your Roth IRA, you've exhausted all the Roth options, you can go back to that Mm -hmm. tax-deferred plan, which means... Roth is after-tax money that grows tax-free. Mm-hmm. The tax-deferred plan is, hey, I'm not paying taxes on it now, but I will when I withdraw in retirement. Yeah.
0: So you could circle back to your traditional
1: so it's 401k. Now, it's good to note that these accounts are just shells. Yes. Your 401k, you got to actually buy something inside of that, that in order to right. be investing. So we recommend growth stock mutual funds, spreading that across four different types to keep them balanced. And I've got a whole video walking people through this on my YouTube channel called Investing for Beginners that we uploaded about a month ago mm-hmm. where I walk them through this because it can get complicated. And It's like, well, how do I choose the mutual funds yeah. and what are the four types and what's all this stuff about diversification and compound growth? Uh-huh. It can feel overwhelming.
0: Absolutely. That's one of the reasons we suggest working with a smart investor pro or somebody who can walk alongside you and help you make these choices. Just
1: educate you. They're educate not doing it for you. you. Yes. They're just showing you the path and you go, okay, That's I know what right. I want to do. Yeah.
0: Yes, and and never ever invest in something that you don't understand. If you're like, "I don't get it." That's okay. Just wait until you do get it. Keep uh, keep educating yourself, keep talking with your Smart investor Pro, and don't be afraid to ask questions. Look, if somebody makes you feel stupid for the questions you're asking, it's time to move on and find somebody who will have the heart of a teacher and teach you. Hey, let's continue this conversation just a little bit further. So, because there, there's a lot of things that I thought about when you read that question of the day. Um, Next question I thought is, a lot of people go, okay, I, I can't invest in a Roth IRA. I make too much money.
1: Oh, that's a hey, great problem to have, first of all. So the Roth IRA does have income limits. There is a great little backdoor option called the backdoor Roth IRA, where you essentially fund a traditional IRA mm-hmm. with after-tax dollars, and mm-hmm. then you convert it.
0: Yep, and it's, it's very fast. It's not something that's like a takes forever to do, and it's totally legal.
1: It is not. Yeah, it's it's not this like, well, we found a loophole in the matrix. No, yeah, this is totally
0: legal. It's the It just law. sounds sneaky. When they say backdoor, it makes it kind of sound like, well, oh, right. wait a minute. And then George, let's continue it a step further. Cause I just, this oh, is one this of those is topics. Re- it gets juicy yeah, now. Let, 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 let's, let's teach a little bit. So then you've got that. Let's say that you're just killing it. Like you, you're maxing out a Roth 401k. You're maxing out an IRA. Yes. Where, where do we go next, George? What's next? Ooh,
1: I think the HSA is one of the greatest life Come hack on, investing tools. So yes. that's a health savings account you're going wait what a health savings account to invest yes you can invest with a health savings account once you meet a certain threshold that's right some of these accounts so ours here at ramsey after a thousand bucks i can begin investing any extra money into the stock market through mutual funds through your hsa and you're thinking but that's not for retirement it's for healthcare expenses tell them Well, once you turn 65, you can withdraw that money for things that are not qualified medical expenses. And it becomes like a traditional 401k at that point.
0: That's right. So you
1: will have to pay taxes on that money versus using it for qualified medical expenses, you don't have to pay taxes. That's so there's right. still a benefit to use it for that stuff. And at 65, my joints are going to be aching. I'm going to be dipping into that HSA. I know.
0: I know that's but right. Dave
1: Ramsey has an HSA and mm-hmm. he doesn't actually use the HSA. He uses it to invest an investment and he just vehicle. cash flows out of his checking account for any kind of medical expenses. And so that's way kind of a it, life hack.
0: I love that hack. The way I do it is I keep the deductible liquid and then you can keep investing from there on. So in case... I don't know if you're a person who you know you're going to hit your deductible. It's in there. That's kind of a good way to think of it, too. Now, George, let's call out the fact that in order to have an HSA, you have to have a high, a deductible. high deductible.
1: healthcare health care plan. That's right. HDHP.
0: So, there you go. And everybody may not have that. So, George, you know where I'm going next. What if I can't get an HSA, oh, George? Oh, this
1: is exciting. Where
0: do I go next, so buddy? So, if
1: you have exhausted all tax advantage retirement options. You can always just open a taxable brokerage account. What does that mean? That just means this is not for retirement. This is just for general investing while I'm in my working life. And that money you use after tax dollars. You invest it. You'll have to pay taxes on that capital gains. And there's different structures for that, depending mm-hmm. on how long you left the investment and all of that stuff in your income. But long term capital gains is your best bet. So if you just leave the money in there Mm -hmm. invested for a year, you'll have probably most people 15% is what Mm -hmm. you'll pay on the gains. So on the appreciation of that money through compound growth. And that can be a great way for those that want to do the fire kind of stuff, retire early. Mm -hmm. You want to retire at 50, but you can't touch your retirement funds until 60. That's a good bridge. So for 10 years, it becomes that bridge account. If you've got 500,000 in there and you can live off, you know, 50, 60, 70 a year, Mm -hmm. that can get you to 60 to when you can start dipping into the other buckets like the roth 401k the traditional ira whatever it is so there's a Love lot that. of options out there and for self-employed folks they always go, like, I don't invest because I don't have an employer. No, 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 no. You have a solo 401k as okay. an option. The SEP IRA is an option. Taxable brokerage account, HSA. So, so you're not excused things. from investing.
0: As a matter of fact, you're you're definitely not excused. You have to be more intentional than the average bird because there's no employer, you know, over That's your right. head offering this to you. And it's, you know, you've got to be intentional. It's not about, as easy. you got to do some
1: legwork. But the nice thing about those options for self-employed folks is that contribution limits are higher.
0: Yes, that's right.
1: So I know Especially there's a Especially
0: with there. the solo 401k, you can really get into some some good investing there. Oh, yeah. This is good.
1: Juicy stuff. No one ever wants to just chat about investing options, Oh, I'll, I'll
0: ease on down the road of some investing options because I like that. We talk so much about getting out of debt and sacrificing to win. Let's talk about what it feels like to yes. finally get to take some of this money for ourselves, set it aside, let's learn what those steps are and enjoy it a little but bit. You know what i Don't
1: overthink it. The key here is your savings rate not how much and did you choose the right fund. You just do it consistently over time. So go check out that YouTube video, uh, Investing for Beginners, on my channel.
3: You've been Gazelle Intense. You've eaten more beans and rice than you knew existed, and now you're ready to make your biggest investment
0: This is The Ramsey Show. I am your host, Jade Warshaw, joined by George Camel. Give us a call. The number 888 825 and we will talk to you about what's going on in your life. That's what Zach did. He's in Phoenix, Arizona. What's going on, Zach?
4: Hi, guys. How are you doing?
0: Doing good. How are you?
4: Doing all right. So me and my wife, we're on baby step number two,
2: mm-hmm.
4: and we are pretty much set to get out of baby step number two and move on to three, probably about six months. Way to go. However, we we, uh, we ran into a roadblock. My wife is set to have surgery, back surgery here in a little bit. Mm. Uh, we kind of held that off a little bit. I have her uh, getting a second opinion from another doctor, but it's still looking like she's going to have to get surgery.
0: Okay.
4: The issue I have, it's pretty invasive surgery, um, but the issue I have is that she has a medical issue, and every time she's had surgery, there's issues that stem from that. And Uh she goes out of work for, you know, several weeks. There was a time where she first started her job, and she's like, you know, four months into it, and this was just last year, but she's four months into it, and she has to go and leave, but she has no time, and so she's leave without pay. So my issue is, I obviously I prayed that nothing's going to happen to her and you know it's going to be smooth surgery. Yes. But the offset chance with her medical condition if it does, you know, have some issues or complications with it, would it be okay to pause baby step number 2, save up some money just in the case that she has to stop going to work for a short period of time and then go right back into it when she's back.
0: You said it. Absolutely. This is what we would definitely call a storm mode. You have a medical situation that's coming. You know it's coming. You know it has the potential to be costly in, in more ways than one. Possibly, um, I one hundred percent would do that. Um, how much debt do you have left in the debt snowball? We
4: have twenty five
0: thousand. Okay. And um,
4: we paid off a total of probably about twenty two thousand. Um, we were kind of slow and then i got her pretty much we, we both sat down we got on the budget together and we went gazelle intense pretty much in april and so we paid off around twenty two thousand already very
0: awesome. good
1: what's the 25 that's left what does that make up uh it's a car uh
4: car loan so we just uh two months ago we just paid off all the credit cards cool and now it's uh what's left is the car loan
1: what's what's left on the so 25 on the car loan what's the car worth uh, it's work 27. Good.
4: Um, okay. It, Kelly Blue Book, that was a couple months ago. So I'd assume it would be right, right around the same.
1: And what's the income? Let's say she's not working. What will the income be gross per year? Yeah, so her take home per month is, oh,
4: the way I do the budget, it's not necessarily per month because we get paid 26 times every year. Got it. So I, but I, I kind of plan just for, you know, that extra payment, we're just going to throw to uh, baby step number kind two. Kind of like but, act
1: like you live on um, the 24
4: payments. Exactly, yes. So uh, she takes home every
1: uh, two weeks 3900 Okay. And, and how then you? all together, it's uh, 8500 Awesome. Okay. Great income. I'm just trying to figure out here. Because of your situation and how quickly you could clean this up if you just got a less expensive car, and it, it's not, it sounds like mm-hmm. it's not a huge part of your world. I don't think it's one of these, like, you gotta sell the car tomorrow. What are you guys doing? But because of your tumultuous medical situation, if you sold this car, you walked away with two grand, how quickly could you save up the difference? to then go get a car in cash that just gets you from A to B for a while while you get this emergency fund stocked up, which would help me sleep better at night if I'm mm-hmm. in your situation. Yeah, and we, we did talk about selling the car at one point,
4: uh, but that was obviously before this uh, medical situation happened. So, you know, not, not on the Dave Ramsey plan. We're just living the American way, right? And we're just, you know, buying car loan, car loan here and everything like that. So mm-hmm. I got it for her uh, graduation and
1: Um, this is sentimental. This is emotional now.
4: Yes. It's a, it's a little bit. So, you know, she was on board. She actually said to sell it. And I know that was, I know she said to sell it with good intentions, but in the back of my mind too, it's like, Hey, you, you went through you know, hell and back. I really want you to, you know, um, I, I think we can pay this off pretty quick. And so now like this in the bump of the road, we haven't had that conversation since then. So maybe that would be, oh, I think let's a revisit shot. it.
1: Cause I, th- I know you had a great motive and a pure heart going, man, she really deserves this car. But what you guys deserve right now in this season of your life is peace and freedom And levity, so you can focus on her health instead of how are we going to make this payment and how is this going to pause our debt snowball? So, if I'm in your shoes, I'm going to have a real hard conversation with my wife and go, Hey, in the next two months, we can save up this much. That will give us enough if we sell the car. We'll have enough to go get a a beater car for $5,000, $8,000 that will get us from A to B until we get to solid financial ground with a fully funded emergency fund, which I would have six months. For you guys yeah. for sure with the health conditions. Mm-hmm.
0: Hey, speaking of those health yeah, conditions. I actually
1: sorry. I go was ahead. gonna
0: say speaking of your health condition or your wife's health conditions, have you guys hit your deductible yet for the year or do you foresee like having to pay thousands of dollars out um in order to do so for the surgery?
2: Oh no, we, we hit
4: our
1: deductible and I have pretty good health care for my employer. Okay, so good. So it's yeah. more covering yeah, the bills that, if we, she doesn't have income than mm-hmm. it is the medical bills that yeah, that would be
4: mainly what it is is that hey, can we get you know we'd be pretty we'd be pretty tied down with losing her income, yeah, uh because it's almost half of it at that point yeah, well, and then I don't uh, want just something to happen and it just gets extended and now we're you know now yeah. we're trying to well, what's that car losing? payment
1: That's uh five fifty. Man, freeing up nice 550 to that. tomorrow. That would change my life. Mm-hmm. If I'm in your shoes. Yeah.
0: And the thing about this stuff is sometimes we get so um we get so connected to a purchase that we made because of sentimental reasons because at the time it was a a good purchase in our minds, but when you look at it the way that George said, which is look, you can have $550 free. Like that's a lot of money free. You can always get a car mm-hmm. again. You know, it's kind of like sometimes we think we can if we sell it, we'll never be able to have it again. And it's like, no, I bet if you sell it on down the line, you can have an even nicer car.
1: When the time is right. So freeing up that 6,600 bucks a year of net income going towards that payment. I know you're going to pay it off soon, but I'm just looking at the situation going, if this was any other circumstance, she had great health, she was going to continue to work. I'd say, let's just pay the car off, Mm -hmm. do the debt snowball. But it just is worth considering to give you guys the peace as she goes through this surgery and heals that we don't have a payment in the world. And now we've got the emergency funds starting to get built up and I just think sleeping better at night is better than the sentimentality of the car.
0: I agree. I'd want to take the fastest possible path to get to that piece, like you said, because they've still got to get the they've still got to clear out the debt. Um they would still have to think about funding their emergency fund and, you know, maybe saving up for a slightly nicer car, you know, after selling this one. And I just think that it feels like a huge sacrifice in the moment, but what are you getting? Yeah. Like the, pe- like you and said,
1: rarely do people look back with regret on those decisions mm-hmm. and go, man, we shouldn't have sold that car. I know Cause that's here we right. are debt free and it's just the worst. And I wish I had that nice car. So it's a good reminder though, for those that are wondering, do I pause the steps? Do I pause the debt snowball? Yeah. And the only two times you do that is in storm mode and stork mode. So if you know, there's a storm coming, the layoff's going to happen. You're going to get fired, whatever it is. There's a baby coming. There's yeah. a surgery coming. Let's pause make minimum payments and save up as much cash as we can.
0: That's right. George, you made such a good point and I want to hammer in on it. I can tell you guys and George, I know you have your own stories. When you're getting out of debt, the sacrifices that you're making for some situations more extreme than others, but never once have I ever looked back and gone, man, if only I had just bought that dress or if only I had just, you know, been able to get that steak dinner, it would have changed everything. Oh, I yeah. never...
1: I got lambasted because I had sold some, a few Apple stocks I had from when I worked there mm-hmm. to help finish off my debt snowball. People are like, this guy's an idiot. Does he know how much money he could have? I'm like, you know how much peace I have? You don't
0: even think about it.
1: I'm good, bro. I'm going to be okay. So do what it takes. You will not regret following the Ramsey plan. You sure
0: won't. It'll be worth every penny. All right, you're listening to the Ramsey Show. Give us a call. The number is 888-825-5225. Scripture and quote of the day. Daniel 12:3 says this: "Those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever." Jimi Hendrix said, "Knowledge speaks, but wisdom listens." Ooh. Okay. All right, Jimmy. I know, Jimmy. That's what I'm talking about, Jimmy. Um Guys, I want to take a moment before we take a call to tell you about something that's going on. We are doing a series of webinars about budgeting. Y'all have been talking to us. We are listening. You need help with your budget. Who doesn't? It's not easy to just go out here for the first time and start budgeting. There's a lot of learning curves there, George. There are a lot of little things that sneak up that's like, hey, what if I don't get paid the same amount every oh, month? Yeah.
1: Well, they, they self-select out and go, well, Jade, it's not for me. Because here's the thing. My situation is very unique.
0: Oh, everybody's an exception to the rule. I get that. Everybody's the exception. It's like, Jade, I'm a waitress, though. And, you know, I work on tips. Or,
1: or I don't make enough to budget. Oh, that used to be me, Or George. I make too much to budget. On both sides, okay. people are like, they opt out. I'm like, bro, it's just an intentional spending plan.
0: Intentional? You sound like somebody else that i will not say their name on the oh. radio um the point is the budget is it's a tool it's a tool that you use to get your money right and here's the fact we know y'all are out here living paycheck to paycheck the stats are telling us you guys are telling us by calling into the show we want to help you we're going to help you uh i'm kicking off this series of webinars i'm doing one next week it is august 9th Is that correct? Yes. I want you to sign up. It's totally free. Okay.
1: 1230 Eastern time. That's 1130 a.m. Central time. Look,
0: this is lunch break.
1: I'm saving my spot.
0: That's a lunch break. You can go in there with your public sub or your subway sandwich. It doesn't matter if you get lettuce in your teeth. No one will see you because it's a webinar. And unless you ask, you know, you can ask questions, but you don't have to put yourself on the camera. So you can just eat your sandwich, sit in your car. You can pop it
1: in the chat. You can get on audio only. So don't be scared. You're not like on prices right here. It's just Jade. She's the star of the show.
0: And if for some reason you're like, hey, I signed up for the webinar. Something came up. I wasn't able to meet to make it. It's recorded. So you will have a recording of it. So there's really no reason to not sign up. This is what you've been waiting for. We're going to answer all those questions. Sign up for the webinar. It's everydollar.com slash budgeting. Did we mention it's free? It's that's free. Insane. There's two parts of this that's free. A, the webinar where we're teaching you. And B, every dollar is free. The budgeting tool. When I tell you guys about every dollar, I am not blowing smoke. I've been using this thing since conception, George, since it very first came out back in 2016, 2017. It did not have all the bells and whistles that it has now. Now it's got these features where even if you have irregular income, it's got that paycheck planning where it helps you see this is when you spend your money so that you don't run out because that's the missing step for a lot of people. It's like, hey, I know I have the money. I budgeted it out, but somehow I'm still like coming up to zero at the, 15th- on the 15th. at the end of the money. Right. So you have to actually decide, OK, I know what I'm going to spend. But the paycheck planning tool helps you decide when you're going to spend it throughout the month. So good. So many features. Guys, this is your chance. Don't miss it. Not one day day one let's go all right george let's take a call we got simon in rockford illinois what's going on simon hey how are you guys doing good i have too much energy right now i'm sorry that i came in hot right there, she got got all riled up (laughs) over budgeting man this is how we roll over here. a true nerd what's going on simon
5: uh yeah so um i am uh i'm 20 years old i still have uh two years left of college um and basically I'm just trying to figure out, come out of college with the, with the best path made for me to become a, a millionaire at a young age or not, not necessarily millionaire, but be financially free at a young age. Um, so I have, uh, roughly $290,000 in investments. Holy um, about 200- smokes! <laughs> well, okay. So, so, uh, most of it came from, uh, uh inheritance about $252,000 okay. is in an inheritance. Um, that's in a traditional IRA. Uh, what I put in is I have a, a thirty thousand dollar one year CD at four point seven five percent right now, and then I also have eight thousand dollars in uh, Roth IRA, wow. and as well as I have uh, twenty thousand dollars in a uh, savings account.
1: What the heck? Why are you calling us, dude? You I, yeah, I'm hosting your own show. You're gonna
0: be a millionaire if you <laughs> do nothing. If you did nothing else, yeah. If you
1: leave the inheritance <laughs> in that investment account, you will be a millionaire in no time.
5: You're, right, right.
0: But your the thing, thing is, hey, um, hold on. Your thing is not to mess it up. That's your right, thing. Yeah. Don't mess it up by being so. Um, I I don't know if I can say, but so bent on trying to be a millionaire, and trying to get there faster. That you this start is tortoise in the hair. Yeah, that you start investing in, in in things that you're finding on TikTok and things that your buddy over here yeah. is saying. If you don't, if you don't cool out and go, hey, this this is pretty nice. You could mess around and lose that money by bad investment. So George is going to help you out here. Yeah. So do you have any
5: debt? Right. Uh, no, I do not. And my, I'm uh, fortunate enough for my parents to be paying for college. Um, awesome. But the the main question I have is I would love to get into uh, real estate. My parents have about 14 units of their own. Um, I see where it gets them. Um, but I would love to get into real estate as well because uh, I'm studying physical education right now. Um, and as you know, Uh, the starting salary around where I'm living is, it's about 45,000. And I mean, that I I assume I'm going to have to budget with that. Um, I don't know. I I haven't yet to to pay my own bills and and do all this. I'm just trying to figure out, um, you know, if I should take this money from this investment account and put it into a a real estate unit, maybe even live in it like a a duplex or or a fourplex, um, and then generate income off of that. so then on top of my 45,000, I'll have mm-hmm. rental I income I, as well.
0: I, here's what I would do you got two years left of college. You've got this right. money sitting there it's it's parked in the right place. Go to college yeah. finish that right. And then I this is just me George might tell you something different and that's his prerogative. I personally would not invest in real estate until I was an owner of my own personal residence then i'm okay. able to see hey this is what this is what ownership looks like this is what it feels like these are the types of repairs that i have to do this is what it costs because you have i'm not saying this in an, anything negative at all but you my friend have been extremely fortunate you got parents yeah, paying yeah, for that, college yeah. you got inheritance that is incredible but sometimes right. it's like like I'm you said thankful. you've never had to budget yet you've never had to pay right. for real things yet and I would love, love for you to get that experience, just that real life. I'm using my income to make my life go round. And then we can start talking about what it might look like to invest in some real estate paying cash for it.
1: Okay. Simon, the GK. other piece of the equation is the 10-year rule on that inherited IRA. Does it apply in your situation? Have you looked into
0: that? That's a good point.
5: Um, So I'm pretty sure is what, what happened was is I got it about... I'd say six years ago. And the, the rule with it was um, is I could legally inherit it after um, 18 years of age. So I'm 20. So I, as soon as I turned 18, I changed it from a, a custodial account to to my own because my mom's name was on it. And now it's all in my name. And uh, I talked to my advisor and I'm pretty sure I can just take it out.
0: But there's no but required like 10% per year for 10 years type deal? No,
5: no, okay. no.
1: Okay, I'd get some real firm answers on that mm-hmm. and do some homework and digging. And I'd also get a tax pro in your corner as you begin to do this thing because you are so far ahead of the curve. Yeah. And I love that you're trying to go, hey, I want to manage this whale. Well. I want to be a good steward of this. Mm-hmm. But what I don't want you to do is get so hung up on this idea of like, I got to have cash flow, bro. Like, that's all you see on social media. It's all about cash flow. And uh, I don't want you to look up 50 years from now and have regrets. Because it wasn't all about cash flow, and you had to also live your life, and you wanted to start a family, mm-hmm. and buy a house, and not have all this risk going on. And so, there's nothing wrong with just investing. I think you're going to be a real estate mogul at this point. Yeah, Why but not? I want you to do it the right way. Do it with cash. I don't know that's so countercultural, Jay, to even say that out <laughs> loud. Like, bro, you want to put down as little as possible, and then you get to HELOC, and then you refi, you do know, the Burr method, and I'm like, stop listening to guys on steroids. Who have red faces tell you all about the real estate <laughs> hacks. Listen to pale guys who just live what normal lives. What about me?
0: What about me, George? Well,
1: Jade, uh, I'm, you're not out there yet.
0: Pale, red pale face guys telling and people brown to complexions. Listen we'll to Jade you. and
1: I. <laughs> Anyone that doesn't look like Joe Rogan's angry... Telling you about real estate. That's who you should listen to.
0: Oh man, that does it for this hour of the show. Man, when it comes to your life and money, you can tell me that you won't do it, but don't dare tell me that you can't. With with Christ, all things are possible. Do you love a good
1: day brand? Want to see the latest Ramsey Show videos going viral? Check out your favorite moments from the Ramsey Show on YouTube. Go watch and subscribe to the Ramsey Show channel on YouTube.